Em, can you believe we are in our third season of Interview Boss? Not really. It's crazy. But that means there are over 90 episodes we've made. (gasps) Oh my God. Scrolling through all of our episode titles, you might miss an episode that actually is exactly what you're looking for. Yes, we get so many messages of people asking us to do an episode on something and we're like, we already have. So we've put together playlists to help you find the episodes that are best suited to you. If you're applying for jobs, we have episodes about resumes, cover letters and job ads. If you've been offered your dream job, we have episodes on resigning, exit interviews and how to impress at your new company. Yes, and we even have a playlist for if you have an interview like tomorrow and you need just our most recommended episodes, just the ones you really need between now and then. Exactly. It is all there for you. You can browse by category. Check out the playlist at www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash podcast. I understand that you've got to, you know, hustle and take any opportunities you can get, but to an extent, it's like I hate when people dangle that over you as if But you're so lucky to be getting this osmosis exposure. And it's like, well, not really, not really. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to Interview Boss. My name is Emma, and I'm a radio journalist who's teamed up with my sister to give you advice, inspiration, and support when you're looking for a new job. Sarah is a HR and recruitment professional, and together, we're excited to give you all the tips, tricks, and behind-the-scenes knowledge to help you in your career. Hey, Em, and what's up, everyone? Who are we giving a big fat shoot your shot shout out to this week? To Yannick. And this is just my favorite thing ever. This is so, so lovely. (laughs) It's Emma's favorite again. (laughs) Yes, but how can it not be? They said, hey, Emma and Sarah, my name is Yannick and I'm a listener from London. I've been a fan of your podcast since 2021, an OG listener, when I was going through an internal promotion to become a supervisor at my current company. I got that promotion and I've continued to listen to your podcast ever since. What a loyal listener. I love your podcast because you're both so authentic, engaging, and funny. I've often found myself smiling while listening to you, even when I'm doing something else like grocery shopping. (laughs) This is so sweet because I go grocery shopping with AirPods in and listen to podcasts and to think somebody's doing that listening to me is just a weird moment. And like sometimes you're like looking at the beans or something and you laugh and like you just think if someone saw me, they'd be like, what are you doing? What is that mysterious person doing? I hope that you're if in the grocery store, you look to your left and there's beans and you're like, how did this happen? Oh my God. Recently, there was another promotion opportunity for a few manager positions. I decided to apply and the interview process was quite intense. It involved an AI chat interview called Sopia AI, which you might want to consider covering on your podcast, a company knowledge test and a final interview with people. I used all of the techniques and tips that I've learned from you, and I hope that I've done you both proud. You have. At the same time, I've been mentoring Dennis, who's on my team and is also going for the supervisor position. I introduced him to your podcast and he loves it. He even said you're his favorite two sisters in the whole world. I'm going to hope Dennis doesn't have sisters. 
<laughs> Otherwise, they'll be offended. <laughs> but thank you, Dennis. Dennis and I have been supporting each other throughout the interview process and we both just finished our final interviews this week. On behalf of Dennis and myself, I want to thank you for everything you're doing to inspire millions of people to gain the knowledge and confidence to go for their dream jobs. Regardless of the outcome of our interviews, we're both very grateful for your help. I'm holding up a heart sign for you and Dennis. Oh my God, that is amazing. Also, if you're listening to this right now, and you are a manager or you're a boss or you're going for a job where you're going to be one of those things, be like Yannick and share this resource yes. with the people on your team to help them get their career and push ahead. I love that they're sharing this. Like how cool would that be that you were going for another job and someone's been mentoring you and they go, hey, you should listen to this. And maybe that is even in a different team to Yannick's team. Like I love that. Like he's so supportive. I love that it's internal, but imagine if it was external and they're like, they're planning a mass exodus and everyone's like, all the colleagues are gathered together like, hey, yeah, let's get out of here. Well, yeah, I guess it's awkward if you're sharing it with someone for them to be able to leave, but internal like comes up a lot. So I think that's a good excuse to get talking about it. Hey, that job's open internally. Why don't you listen to this podcast? If you want to be like Yannick and Dennis and you need a little bit of help to get there, check out Sarah's one-on-one sessions. You can find out all about them at www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash coaching. They have been popping off recently. Something is in the water out there. People are really hustling and we love to see it. They need the help. If you liked one of our episodes, you used one of our tips, or you want to request an episode on your situation, slide into our inbox through our website or into our DMs via Instagram or any of our other channels. And we might do an episode for you or answer your question or reply to you on the podcast. So today's episode is going to be all about internships. And the reason we're doing this is because it is a highly requested episode. So this is the message we got that prompted us to want to dive into this topic. Kate said, hi, I love the podcast. I recently got my dream job. I, however, now have an issue that maybe you can give me advice with. I gave the people at my current part-time internship over four weeks notice that I was leaving because I'm the only one with computer programming experience on the team. The internship was part-time and was only guaranteed to be three to four months of work. I worked four months. It's a remote internship where I was spending long hours alone writing code and not getting the mentorship or educational experience to make up for the lack of pay or benefits. And I was treated like a student, even though I have a master's degree. They kept stringing me along with the promise of full-time work with benefits. I'm American and need a job that gives me health insurance and a salary. I still love what I do and the job and the people, but now my boss and my boss's boss keep telling people I'm leaving so soon and cutting my internship short, but there was no contract that specified any end date. It was only guaranteed for four months based on funding and it makes it really awkward in meetings now. I'm working extra hard to make up for leaving them in the lurch, but how can I let my coworkers know that I'm not leaving too soon because I want to keep some bridges that my boss seems to be trying to burn for me? Also, it might be a good topic for your podcast because the power dynamics between interns and bosses is way different than employee-employer relationships. Oh, oh my God. P.S. We've changed this listener's name for the purposes of this, but we'll call her Kate. So I replied to Kate and basically gave her some advice and some thoughts, basically saying like, don't worry about it. Reach out to the people that you might want to stay in touch with. Talk to them one-on-one and don't worry about what your boss is trying to do. But there's so much in there. And I think this is a really great message for us to unpack when we're talking about internships because we're getting 
all of the red flags with the internship. There's no pay. There's no benefits. They're stringing you along. It was meant to be four months. It's not, you're not getting any education or learning out of it. And they're trying to make you feel guilty for leaving when you already worked what you were meant to work. And it's like, this is bizarre. If you want control over how much notice I need to give, then pay me. <laughs> yes. Like you only get to control what I do when I am employed with you. And like, Kate sounds so dedicated. Like the fact that she's like hustling to make up for feeling bad for leaving them in the lurch, but she works for free and they clearly are getting her to do work that would otherwise be done by a paid employee. And she's leaving for her dream job. Like go get out of there. Leave them for dust, smoke them. Yeah. I mean, reach out to the colleagues that you want to stay in touch with. But I would argue that if they're on your boss's side with this kind of stuff, you don't want to keep them around anyway. Definitely. And oh, I just feel icky about this whole thing. Yeah, totally. And here are, I guess, our thoughts on internships. Like I know this is very different in the US compared to in Australia, but we're going to talk about this in general and talk about some general kind of thoughts that we have and try and cover both kind of countries and anywhere else you might be, depending on your situation, we're going to keep it transferable to what you might be dealing with. So Em, did you actually know that unpaid internships in Australia or unpaid work in Australia is illegal? No. And I'm looking at this dot point so confused because I myself <laughs> and everyone I know have had unpaid internships. This can't be true. Well, it is. I guarantee you it is because I work in HR and it's my role to understand the employment law and the risks of what you're allowed to do and what you aren't. Having said that, I mean, it's illegal to fire someone for discriminatory reasons, but companies still do it. It's illegal to discriminate on the basis of age, but companies still do it. Like there's things that companies get away with. There's probably like gray areas in the internship requirements, but if you're listening and you're in Australia, here's the lowdown. If it is a requirement of your degree that you do paid placement or paid work, then you are allowed to be unpaid because it's a requirement of your degree. So that's how the employer is covered because whatever degree that you're studying in your own time, it's a requirement of that, that you have to do a certain amount of hours. And then, so it's an agreement between you guys that cool, you need to do 120 hours of experience. We're going to sign you off on it and you can come here every you know, two days a week or something like that until you get those hours. So this is a pretty normal thing in a lot of different types of degrees in Australia. So a lot of healthcare degrees, you'll have to do placements, teaching degrees, you have to do placements. There are others as well, like in construction, a construction management degree, you have to do a certain amount of hours of work as well. They don't necessarily specify like the university or the degree doesn't care whether you're paid or not. They just say you have to do this much experience. It's just that in certain industries, it's either established that that's normally paid or established that's normally not. But you have the flexibility of doing either as long as it's a requirement of your degree. Now, then you kind of loop in, okay, not-for-profits and volunteering. That's kind of where this all gets a little bit murky because are you working for a not-for-profit? Is it volunteering? Well, in order for it to be a true volunteer job, it has to be work that would not otherwise be done by a paid employee. So I guess like you can think about volunteering as like, okay, in an aged care setting, the nurses and the aged care staff have to be qualified and trained. They have to be paid employees. If you wanted to come in and read a story or do an activity with the people in the aged care facility, that might be a volunteer job because it's not strictly necessary that they would pay someone to do that work. If that volunteer didn't do it, probably just nobody would do it. You're just doing something as a bonus. 
Yeah, that's right. If you stop doing it, the wheels wouldn't stop turning. It's not like you're replacing someone who would be paid. The existence of that volunteer work isn't taking away from a job that would be paid. And that's often how like the Salvos or Vinnies or, or like charity shops thrift stores, I guess you would say in the US, often operate if they're a not-for-profit is like the store manager and maybe one other person is maybe paid. And then you've got volunteers who come in and sort clothing and work in the shop. So again, it's murky, I guess, but you're saying like, okay, the store manager's responsible for doing certain things. They have the keys, they have to do all this stuff. The volunteers just kind of like turn up whenever they want and show up. Bit of a blurred line. Now on to other kinds of unpaid internships, they definitely do happen. But again, if you're doing work that otherwise somebody would be paid to do, that is not legal in Australia. I am shocked by this. So they have a vacant position and you have duties that you need to cover that have to be done by this business. That should be paid work. Absolutely, it should. If you're coming in and like they don't need you there at all, they function fully without an intern and you just come into the business and follow people around and sit in on meetings and stuff, well, I guess you could kind of make the argument that that would be okay. It's still a very gray area though and like I would always advise companies that I work for that you don't want to enter into that kind of arrangement where there's no course requirement. They're not doing work that kind of takes away from paid employment, but that person is in your workplace What happens if they get injured? What happens if they bully someone or are bullied themselves and have a psychological injury? Like they're not an employee, so they're not covered under workers' comp. They're not really a proper kind of visitor or third party. So they often fall through the cracks. And the risk is just like, there's too many risks. Like don't take on unpaid interns. However, as you said, it happens, unfortunately, even here. So tell me about like, what are the internships that you've done or that your friends have done? I had an internship where it was a requirement of the course to find some kind of internship, I think for like three weeks, but it didn't have to be full time. It could be like, it was whatever the business was willing to give you basically. So I had actually already had an internship before that, that I sought out myself. So I just sort of said, Hey, I've got to do this formal thing through uni. Can you just like fill out the forms and recognize what I've already done? But I did feel that that started to border on the lines of like, I'm doing a lot of work for this place. And yeah, it was not good. Totally. And look, it tends to thrive in creative industries, unfortunately. Yes. There's this very toxic culture about exposure and it's still around in the industry today, this idea that, which is hard because I get it to a certain extent. You don't just finish a degree and walk in and demand to, you know, be at the top and have all like, I understand that you've got to, you know, hustle and take any opportunities you can get. But to an extent, it's like, I hate when people dangle that over you as if, but you're so lucky to be getting this osmosis exposure. And it's like, well, not really, not really. Yeah. Like, and honestly, the reason that this exists, that these rules exist in Australia and why they should exist everywhere is because companies exploit these kinds of things. They'll have whole teams of interns working for them round the clock for zero dollars. Like you just, and then it becomes that you pretty much can't get a job unless you have done one of these internships and then there's no way in without it. And it just, the cycle kind of perpetuates. So that's why that was all brought in to stop that kind of practice. And look, it sounds like you were doing a little bit of work kind of here and there. Look, it depends on, you know, what you want to do with that. We'll get into that a bit later, but there was also a requirement of your course. So you could say that that's a little bit more gray because 
you are in a degree that did require you to do some work and have them sign off some certain things. Yeah, it was definitely a grey area. Like I'm not harping on being like, it was dodgy, but it just, it's that uncomfortable area. Hey, Job Hunters, big news. Our all new course, Interview Academy, is live and ready to transform your interview game. It's all the strategies from Sarah's one on one coaching, but without the limited time slots. Yep, it takes you step by step by step through crafting your career story, coming up with your awesome best bits, and all the practice you need. And guess what? It's at a special launch price, never to be seen again. Get more information at interviewboss.com.au forward slash interview dash academy. It's linked in the show notes below. And it's tough because like a lot of people talk about degrees, you come out the other end and you don't have any practical experience. And it's frustrating because you're like, actually, I wish I learned this. Like, where was this at uni? Why didn't I cover any of this stuff? So university courses or college courses having practical components in them, I think is a good thing. But then like our sister did like a health degree in radiography and the placements that you have to do unpaid, full-time, like sometimes in a city that's away from where you live. So you somehow have to like pay to live away from home. Pay accommodation. Yeah. How can you work? I guess you work the weekends or evenings and you've still got university to do. Like you've still got study. It's insane. They actually need to change it. Even if they get given $10 a day, they need something. It's criminal. An allowance for travel yeah. or like accommodation or food or something. Because it's one thing to go, you're not getting paid. It's another thing to go, you're kind of paying to be there almost. You're paying transport, you're paying for your food being away from home. Like you can't, you know, be a cheap student and do two minute noodles and stuff when you're in an office somewhere. It's like this whole scenario was based on the perception that people's parents will just support them. Yes. And that you live at home. Yep. Absolutely. Nobody I know's parents are doing that. Yeah. Nobody's. Yeah. And then like you and I being regional students, when we first kind of went to university, we were from a regional area. You have to move away in order to study. And so you don't live at home and you're paying for your accommodation. You're paying for everything. You don't have that same family support as if you grew up in the city. So yeah, I mean, there's a whole conversation here I've got in our notes, like there's a huge amount of privilege that you have to have in order to be able to do an internship in the first place. You have to have the time and the energy to work for free and not need that time to do paid work to survive. That then cuts out a lot of people that then can't do internships because it's just not an option because they can't survive. But then there also are people who are doing it anyway, even though they can't survive because it's sort of like, well, if you don't, you're missing out. I know. That's the thing. So I actually came across a company. We were hiring for a particular role recently and we kept seeing this company come up on like three different resumes of unrelated people applying for this job. And they all had like internship experience at this particular company. And I'm not going to name them because you'll understand why in a second. This is like a company that's based out of the US that manufactures testing equipment. They hire interns constantly. 
And if you're currently in this space, then you maybe even know who I'm talking about. Or maybe you don't, maybe they're not that common. And we interviewed one of the people that had worked there. And I was so curious because I was like, what is this place? Like I can't work out online what's going on. And this person told me about how they were working as an HR intern doing recruitment, completely unpaid. Oh my God, that is such an important job. But get this, completely unpaid working pretty much full-time. I think it was around uni schedule or something, but it was like four days a week. Like it, it was decent amount of hours. It wasn't like she was doing one day a week. And she got promoted to be managing other interns, right? More responsibility, managing a team of interns. Still as an intern herself? All hiring, but um, guess what they were hiring? Interns. Interns. Oh my God. It's a freaking pyramid scheme of interns. So she was an intern managing fellow interns to hire more we were interns. All hiring more interns. Oh my God. And I guess the, the interns in other areas were maybe not also hiring interns, but like maybe it was just the HR ones. But Internception. Like they had levels and groups of interns all working for four months. And then they used to lure that you can go into paid work and there's all these opportunities. And I said to her, the whole time you were there, did anyone ever go into paid work that you knew? And she was like, no, there was never any actual opportunity for that. I would love to be in on a board meeting. Imagine their whole business plan is set up on the premise of exploiting interns. And the thing is, these interns, some of them are in Australia where that kind of stuff is illegal, but this company is in the US and it's all remote and it's all done online. Now, Here's the thing. I felt really bad in this interview when I said to her, hey, by the way, just so you know, I'm sure that was really valuable experience and you know, you've really gotten a lot out of it by the sounds of it. But just so you know, that was illegal what they did to you. In Australia, you have to be paid for that kind of work when you're actually doing work that would otherwise have to be done by a paid employee. That would be my job to hire interns. Like that would be a paid person's job if that was actually part of your strategy. Were they surprised? Yeah. And I think she felt really awkward of like, oh, I did the wrong thing. I'm like, God, like, it's not your fault. Like, this is absolutely not your fault. It's their fault. Yes. And there's a nuanced kind of thing about this because she and a lot of people came out of uni or in their last two years of uni during COVID. Who wants a normal intern or a work placement or a work experience person during COVID? First of all, everyone's at home anyway. You're not going to be able to train someone or teach someone anything if they're a student and they're working from home remotely. Like that's almost impossible. Like if you're not kind of set up to do that and you can't really go in person to places because like, again, who wants the risk of like, oh, this unpaid person who we didn't have to have here got the whole company sick or it's just the first thing to get cut in those scenarios. And I so- relate to this because during my last two years of uni was spent in lockdown. I only had one actual on-campus year and they had just built these brand new journalism buildings with like TV studios and radio, like literally as if you were in a workplace, like top of the range and never set foot in there. And so I felt this panic and that's why I found and signed up for like an online voice coaching course during COVID. And I was like so worried that I was missing out. Although I still got a quality education, you can't compare it to being hands-on doing all those things that I would have been able to do at uni. So yeah, it does make you more desperate for internships. And I actually had another internship cancelled. I had just gone shopping to get my winter, you know, corporate outfits. And then it was the Sunday before and I was like, you know, a bit nervous packing my food, whatever. And then I got the call that they were like, hey, this whole thing's escalated until we know more. We're putting it on hold. Like we don't need an extra random intern in the building when we are having to tell staff to work from home. And 
yeah, I never got to redo it because actually by the time they got back to me to reorganize it, I had accepted a job because I needed one and it was time to move on. And so this is a really nuanced conversation because I can sit here and say unpaid internships are exploitation. But then what are you going to do? Like even in our example of our listener that wrote in, Kate, she got her dream job. And I'd say that probably that internship was really helpful. She talked about like, you know, they didn't give me any mentorship or education, but I'm sure she used some examples from her internship of the code that she was writing and stuff. So if it gets you there, I don't know, like it's a very hard thing to say because you are giving them free labor. Like it is exploitation for you to work for free in a job that they would otherwise have to pay someone to do. And also like in Kate's example, she's the only one with computer program experience. She's writing all this code. She's literally carrying that team. Yeah, you are giving them free labor. So I just want you to know that. But you don't have to completely opt out of that system as a result. I think there's something that I don't even know if mum remembers, but that she kind of taught me when there's been situations like this that I've come up against where I'm like, yeah, but it's just not right. She's like, yeah, well, you can't always fix the system for everyone. Sometimes you just have to work out, okay, it is what it is. How do I get the most for me? And so if you're in a privileged enough situation to say, I don't want to work for free. I think that's unethical. I'm not going to do that. Then I fully support you. Again, I would never let one of my employers allow us to hire someone unpaid when it wasn't a part of their course and it wasn't required. Like I am on the, in that camp fully, but sometimes this is your opportunity to get ahead. And do you really want to make a change to, you know, stopping unpaid internships at the expense of your own immediate career and long-term well-being? That's a tough yeah. one, isn't it? Sometimes that's, that's really a personal choice. Exactly. So it's up to you, wonderful listener, what you're going to actually do. But here's what I would say. If you're okay with being exploited a little bit, just a little bit exploited. That sounds so horrific. Yeah, I know. But like, we're going to poke fun a little bit. If you're like, yeah, I get it. It is exploitation, but I'm going to do it anyway, consciously. Like I'm going to go in with the mindset of I'm using them. What can I maximum get out of them? Use them back. That's exactly right. Number one, be careful. Just be careful the situation you're getting into. How much are you signing up for? How much is this going to cost you? What are you committing to? Are you burning yourself out? Like, Just be careful and just know that the environment you're going into, if they've set up this kind of environment, particularly where there's all these interns hiring, interns hiring, interns, and the whole company's built on that, you may still want to go into that, but just know that they don't have your best interests at heart necessarily, and you need to look out for yourself. That's number one. Next, like you said, Em, use them. Make sure you are getting something out of that experience and that situation. If it's not that you're getting paid or any benefits or any expenses covered, are you really learning and getting experience in something? Are you getting exposure to things? Are you actually in the meetings? A bit like Kate, how she was not working with anyone and was fully remote and it really was not doing much for her. But for a certain period of time for her, maybe not the full four months, but maybe for you know a little while, she's getting some real life coding experience. She's building up her code portfolio. You know That might be the benefit that she's getting out of it. But I would say constantly reevaluate how much is enough for your portfolio. Like, does she need four months or five months or six months? Like probably three is fine. You know, like, 
like how much he's like, cool, I've done that now. I don't need any of that same thing anymore. So we can get back to paid employment, baby. Yes. Yes. And are you actually just getting coffees for people and doing those stupid kind of side tasks where I'm not getting anywhere with this? Like I'm not getting any exposure to what I'm meant to be learning. There's nothing in it for you at that point, right? Like if you're getting stress and expenses and you're not getting paid and you're not even learning, get out of there. Like again, it's very tough if you're in the kind of industry that runs off this kind of exploitation. And the networking and exposure bullshit. Make sure you're getting something out of it. Like, have they guaranteed you a reference at the end of it? Like, when are you going to get that reference? When are you allowed to go without them going, you've left too late, you haven't done your time? Set those expectations and make sure that that's going to be guaranteed for you. And set a goal when you start and talk to your supervisor about what you want to get out of it. So if you're Kate, hey, I really want to know how to do this complex coding or is there someone I can have a meeting with who's going to show me how to do that? Or, you know, will you allow me to sit with this person or can I be involved in this meeting or can I look after a project by myself on the admin side so that I can get some examples? And if they're the type of place that gets interns quite often and have the standard sort of mold of like, this is what you come in and do, Don't be afraid to ask for those things because just because they've laid out the plan, like for example, we actually had an intern at my workplace the other day. She had reached out because she had to get coursework come on and she just did a couple of days, no exploitation. Like it was just to, you know, learn systems, whatever. Totally. And that kind of stuff, you're like, great, she's not replacing anyone's job. You know, like you can see where the balance is better. Yes. And me and my colleague sat down to try and map out a bit of a rough plan of what we would get her to do because we want to be organized and not just have her come in and be like, oh, I just, you know, do this shitty job. And that was hard to come up with. And so if she had have not questioned that and just gone, oh, this is what they've asked me to do, like she might not have got what she wanted. So it's awesome and more helpful if you come in and go, hey, I really want to practice interviewing people. And then we can go, oh my God, great. And then we can help with that. Could I read something on the air? You might be like, okay, let's do some practicing. Like, sure, you can get on the air, but you might not have done that if she didn't ask for it or. Yeah. Cause it's just up to my little overtired brain to come up with things on the spot. This is the other thing is that again, with like people say, oh, can we give this person an internship? They do have coursework. It's not illegal, Sarah. And I'm like, okay, fine. You've ticked one box. The second part of that is like, it's a lot of work to supervise an intern if you're doing it properly. Again, because they're meant to be learning. They're not meant to be doing things independently. Yes. It's exhausting. Yes. And so that it actually adds to someone else's workload. So have that in mind, but I think you can benefit from that. Being like, hey, I approached someone in the break room and asked them or I you know, found this person online and I sent them a Slack message and said, hey, I'm really interested in your area. Is there anything I can help you with? Like choose your own adventure, like create opportunities for yourself. It's difficult for people to constantly find you things to do. So if you take that opportunity into your own hands, I think you'll normally find that there's a bit of freedom to do that. There you go. There is our deconstruction of internships. It's a complicated one. There's sometimes a necessary evil, but there is a limit and you and your gut know if it's crossing over into that limit. Trust your gut. That's the thing. I will not tell you that this is necessary. I am not saying that. It is not necessary, but you might think otherwise and that's okay. Yes, that's what I meant. Sometimes you might think it's a necessary evil and you want to do it anyway. That's going to depend on your area and your country and your laws and your industry and all those things that might be a bit more specific circumstances for sure. So I think it's helpful to talk about the exploitation. And if you're in a situation like Kate, where they're making you feel bad, like the 
manipulation that they've done on her to make her feel bad for leaving an unpaid thing. For staying longer than she ever had to. They've got no agreement, no contract. She gave them four weeks notice, which is longer than most employment relationships. And they're saying that they've left them in the lurch. Well, if you're left in the lurch by an intern leaving, then you've got a problem with exploitation. Yeah. Big problems. Yeah. So there we go. Email us, send us a DM. What do you think? What's been your experience of internships? I know it's so different around the world and in different industries, and I'd really love to hear. Or if you're in Australia or somewhere else where you have to do work placements for your degree, they are really difficult and time consuming and expensive as well. Like, how did you go with that? What do you think that they should do? Should they pay you? What are the conversations happening at the moment? We'd love to know. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Interview Boss. If you like hearing the sound of our voices, hit that follow button in Apple or Spotify, or better yet, tell someone else about the show. That's how we can hit the charts so we can help even more people. For more advice, inspiration, and a supportive community, check us out on Instagram at Interview Boss. We've been your job search besties and helped you in some way. There's a cool way you can support the show. Shout us a virtual coffee. We get a huge kick out of reading all of your success stories. Head to buymeacoffee.com forward slash interview boss and shout us a cuppa. If you keep us caffeinated, we can keep the content coming. <laughs>